With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the best of Living Wealthy Radio with Teresa Kuhn. Be sure to catch our show live every Sunday on 1370 AM Austin. For information, archives, and upcoming presentations, visit our website at www.livingwealthyradio.com. Welcome to Living Wealthy Radio with your host, Teresa Kuhn. Good afternoon. You're listening to Living Wealthy Radio, heard every Sunday at noon here on Talk Radio, 1370 AM, streaming live at talk1370.com. I'm Teresa Kuhn, helping you live wealthier. Resources are available for you at livingwealthyradio.com. This is Teresa Kuhn with Living Wealthy Radio. We have started a new division this fall. It's our college planning division, and it's called Go College Planning. And I'm so excited to have John Dalt, the founder of College Planning Professionals, who's a, a colleague of mine, uh, with us on the show today to discuss this whole college planning process and how we're helping families pay for college without going broke. Living Wealthy Financial has been helping uh, parents and families save for college and pay for college for many, many years. And this year we decided uh, to open up division that just works solely with families that are um, getting ready to send their, their kids to college. There's that urgent need because they've put saving off and they're really stressed and have no idea what to do. And John, welcome to the show. You've been doing this for a very, very long time. And I'm so excited uh, to, to have um, our listeners uh, listen to your wisdom and your experience. And uh, welcome to Living Wealthy Radio. Well, thank you so much for having me, Tricia. It's an honor. Well, you are located in Michigan, and uh, your your background is very interesting because you you didn't grow up um, career wise, right? In in college planning, you just have a bunch of kids that you had to figure out a way to to plan for college, and you realize there's a huge need, and nobody out there knew what they were doing. That's a uh about the best summation of my life I've ever heard. I wasn't doing this. I had a bunch of kids, and I just decided to do this. <laughs> oh, that's funny. It, it actually came about because I went and met with a uh, financial planner. I do have six children, um, Angie, uh, Ray, Jean, in ages from 22 to 6. Uh, one graduated from college, one in college, a senior in high school, all the way down to a first grader. And many years ago, about 14 years ago, my father-in-law, who raised uh, 10 children and put them all through college, he asked me a very critical question, how was I going to pay for my kids' college? And it struck me um, rather odd because it was, I never really thought about it. 
And um, I, I went and visited with a financial planner who told me because I was already getting a late start because my kids were already older that I would have to save about $1,000 a month for my first two kids and my next two kids about 750 to $500 a month. So about $3,700 um, I was going to have to start saving on a monthly basis to put my kids through college. And knowing I was going to probably have a few more children, that it was going to go north of $5,000 a month that I would have to start saving. Now, I'm a normal uh, um, person um, living on normal income, and that was never going to happen in my world. There was absolutely no way that I could afford to do that. Um, not at all. I couldn't even come close to it. So I um, went on a journey to figure this whole thing out of why it costs so much for college, um, how to make it cheaper, and then more importantly, you know, after I did figure out how to make it less expensive, but how to pay for it. I mean, seriously, if parents have a late start, you know, their oldest kid is a junior or a senior or a sophomore in high school, and they've only got one year, two years, three years, and they're going to start um, looking at bills at $20,000 a year, and then when the second kid joins, it's $40,000 a year, and they don't have the money, how can they do it? And, and I went on a journey of discovery and figured out some really fascinating things that I've learned over the years, and that's what I do for my clients. So let's talk about some of the things that you, you found out, and it really is shocking. Uh, I think parents that are have have kids in college today or have paid for kids in college have realized um, part of the game, but those that have young kids or kids that are approaching college age, they're pretty much clueless. They're in for quite the shock. Oh, that, that's the first step of the process is educating the parents on what financially or what financial obstacles they're going to be facing to uh, pay for their children's college or the cost of what their college education is going to be. That's the first part, getting the parents to the sticker shock. Um, but then it's trying to figure out for them, you know, once they've gotten that, you know, why don't they have a plan to pay for it? Why weren't they planning on paying that much? Why were the people that they were talking to telling them to save, you know, 100 or telling them it was okay to be saving $100 a month for their kids, you know, when they were like in ninth grade or eighth grade? And I, and I just found the whole thing fascinating that not only were people – ill-prepared knowledge-wise of what they were going to be facing, but they were definitely ill-prepared, and they still are today, ill-prepared on the ability to pay for it. But what I've discovered over the years, it might not necessarily be their fault all in all, you know, completely their fault. And so that was where I really, when I started my company, um, that's really where I was at on the journey is trying to figure out how to educate the parents but figure out why they didn't do anything about it. Well, so that's where we're at today. Let's start there. Let's start, you know, why it's really not the parents' fault. Because you and I certainly are of the mindset that if we want something to happen, we're responsible. And it sounds kind of funny letting people off the hook. Okay, why are you not <laughs> responsible for not having better, better information, better knowledge, better savings planning for your college? Well, that's a phenomenally great question. And it's something that I think that if everybody knew and understood – what um, they were doing with their money in regards to how they were saving it and what they were saving it for, they'd be kind of shocked to understand why they were doing it. And the point is, there is a possibility that people that get advice from financial planners or financial advisors, the advice that they get might not always be in their best interest, meaning the receiver of the advice, they might be told to do something with their money, 
but it might not be what they really want, but it's really strange because it's really what everybody else is doing. And I'll give you an example. Um, I've been to many financial planners and I sat down with them. And one of the things that they constantly harp on is how much money do you have saved up for retirement? How much are you saving for retirement? How much money do you have available to save for retirement? And one of the things that I, I noticed over the years is that everybody focuses at 25 years of age, at 30 years of age, at 35, at 37, at 40, at 45. Everybody is freaking out about retirement. But what's odd is that nobody knows how much they're supposed to have at retirement. They all have a guess, but nobody really knows. But then nobody has been telling them to start saving for kids' college. As a matter of fact, nobody tells them to start saving for anything um, really other than retirement. And it's really kind of shocking when you sit down with people and start um, discovering that not only do they not have money saved for college, um, their, their plan for their entire life, really from age 30 through retirement, is to finance everything. But what they don't add up, and it's really the most frightening part, is that at some point their cash flow gets eaten up by debt payment. And there's a point where they've hit that brick wall that they can't borrow more money. And it typically happens about the time their kids are going to college where they just can't qualify for more loans. But the point is that when people sit down and they get advice from people, it's the strangest thing in the world when I ask people, why don't you have a plan to pay for college? Or why didn't your financial planner build you a plan to pay for college? They blame themselves. Parents always do. They always say, well, maybe we didn't really bring it up and maybe we didn't really stress it enough. And, and my, my argument to them is this. There is such a thing as a fiduciary responsibility. And anybody that handles your money or manages your money has a fiduciary responsibility to give you advice predicated on your best interest and without regard to the financial gain that they, as the giver of the advice, would have. So my point is to my clients, you have $400,000 in IRAs and 401Ks and 403Bs, and you don't have a single dollar saved up for your kid's college. Why is that? Why didn't they help you build a plan to pay for college? Furthermore, you're 45 years old, and you have two kids to put through college. Retirement is 20 years away. College is next year. Why did you build a plan and get retirement done before you did college? And now you're in this situation, and you don't have any cash flow available because life happened. So how come you didn't do it? It's because everybody, and I'm talking everybody in America, is so crazy about retirement because every commercial that you see, every guy, um, every person that's on TV, every pundit that tries to give financial advice, all they talk about is you better have at least a million or $2 million in retirement accounts. And that's absurd. Because one thing is that they put their money someplace. Today, the stock market um, is down 400 points. Um, it's down 10% in the last two weeks. And I ask my clients, you know, you keep putting your money away for retirement, but the vehicle that you're putting it away in, you don't even know it's going to be guaranteed when you get there. And then you don't even know if you're going to have enough when you get there. But what if you overfunded it? But here's the scariest part. Nobody, and I'm talking less than 1% of the people out there that I know, and I talk to thousands of people a year, less than 1% have a plan that's guaranteed to work to get their kids through college without going broke. Why is that then? It's because it's the herd mentality. 
everybody just does what their neighbors are doing. Nobody talks about it. The biggest secret I think people have in America um, that have kids of college age is they don't ever talk about the frustrations and the embarrassment that they don't have the money for college. Their neighbors, their kids are in college, but their neighbors didn't tell them how they paid for college because they borrowed money or they stole away from their 401K or cashed in an IRA. They go through and do insane things to be able to get their kids through college. So one of the things that I do is I sit down with people and say, guys, look, maybe it's not your fault that you don't have a plan to pay for college. Maybe the people that you get advice from are just trying to get you to lock your money away in vehicles where you won't touch it so they can make their commission each and every year. And I can prove that over and over again because everybody saves for retirement. Everybody has enough money. Most people have enough money in retirement accounts by age 45 to 50 to pay for the kids' college, but they don't have a dollar in college savings vehicles. Why is that? Well, if you saved that two or $300,000 in a college vehicle, you're going to spend it. And the second you spend that money, guess who doesn't make money? The college, the, the financial planner. So it's the strangest thing in the world when I go through and I meet with people constantly and say, how are you going to pay for college? And they look at me, and I mean with tears in their eyes, and they say, we have no idea. And that's one of the things that I help them overcome. I educate them on the process of why don't you have the money? Well, it's because nobody has ever gone through and helped them. And then you get the clients that say, well, John, I've got a 529 um, that my financial planner told me to use, and my kid's going to college next year, and I have $12,000 in it, and I'm putting $150 a month away for it. And it just shocks me that they, it doesn't even resonate in their brain. And I'm looking at them going, you have three children, and you have $12,000, and you're putting away $150 a month. That's a plan that's guaranteed to fail. It won't work. John. Well, you know, maybe we should have put more. And I'm like, but why didn't they tell you to? That's their fiduciary responsibility to build a plan for you to get through financial obstacles in your life without regard to their own financial benefit. So that's the part I'm going through and saying, you know what, people? You need to go talk to a college funding advisor, somebody that understands this process of what you've been through for the last 20 years of your life, what you're going to face the next 20 years of your life, because here's the truism. The kids are going to college, and you need to get them to go to the best school. But you need to pay the least amount. You need to have a plan to pay for it without going broke or changing your lifestyle. And you better make darn sure that you have a guaranteed amount at retirement so you don't ruin it while you're paying it for college. And that's what I do for my clients, and, and I know that's what you're going to do, Teresa, for your clients. And that's why I'm excited talking to you. Well, and, you know, we've been doing that for many years. It's just now we're, we're targeting, um, you know, we have the specific division for college planning. And, and just a couple comments to what you're saying. You know, I don't think it's um, what we're saying is an individual indictment or an I- indictment to the individual advisor per se. The whole no, industry trains advisors to think this way. So it's coming from the top down, right? And when you're in the middle, I mean, I've got a finance degree. I have a law degree, you know, been through all sorts of financial education training. Conventional financial wisdom is what I call it, right? And from the perspective of financial, um, conventional financial wisdom, this is what they teach. Correct. This is all that they teach. And so the focus is always on retirement. When someone 
graduates from college or someone starts a job, what is the first thing they do or their uh, human resources department is telling them to do? Put money away for retirement. And it's part of the culture and the commercials and the media and Wall Street and the IRS and, and CPAs, they're all part of that conventional financial wisdom um, recommending the same types of strategies that put people in this position. And, and what do people do? They follow the herd. Hey, my parents did it this way. My neighbors are doing it this way. Everyone I know is doing it this way. This must be the way to do it. And what I hear over and over again, and I know you do too, is why didn't anybody else tell me that there were other options? Because when we share this information with people, they're like, oh my gosh, I had no idea. I had no idea this was even out there. That's, that's exactly true. And, and that's the part that I go through and I look at this whole thing. And, and when I go through, I've hired, um, I don't know, five licensed um, financial planners over the years, and I show them what I do with my clients, and they, I, I will first put um, a client's financial information on the whiteboard, and I'll ask my financial planners to solve the mystery of how this family is going to be able to pay for college. And I have yet to this day, not once, ever found a financial planner ever able to solve the riddle um, of a late family that has their oldest child a senior or their oldest child a junior or a sophomore in high school, and they have three kids that they have to put through. I've never seen one do it. And, and so it, it is definitely not an indictment about an individual advisor because I know every advisor that I've hired, they can't wait to start helping people. They love the new system of what we've created on helping people because they never knew. They didn't know what they were doing wrong. And, and that's the part that was so exciting of going through and saying, ask your clients and, and you people that are, you know, the, to the audience, you know, go through and say, do you have a plan to get from today until dead to pay cash for everything, no matter what guaranteed happens anywhere, that you can pay cash for it? And the majority of everybody I talk to, again, and I mean this sincerely, at least only 1% of the people I talk to could ever answer me yes. Um, and, and that's just such a rare breed. So when I talk to people from $50,000 incomes up to $2 million incomes and I share with them this theory that I put together in a practice, I've never met, again, Teresa, what you put so eloquently is that they look at this and at you and say, how come I never knew this? Why wasn't I ever educated on this? Why wasn't I ever taught this? Why wasn't I ever shown this? And it isn't anybody's fault in particular. It's a whole industry's fault. The whole industry is geared toward making sure that people save their money for 40 years in retirement accounts. So it's sitting there for their retirement. But nobody, and I mean a rare, rare once in a while, but nobody has a plan to get from today, no matter what age you are, through all of life's financial obstacles in a manner that they can pay cash for it and go through here and pay college and anything else to make sure they have a guaranteed retirement. And I know, Teresa, you are one of those rare exceptions, which is so awesome that you get it. And when I talk to you or when I talk to other individuals that get it, it's truly exciting because you find a colleague that gets it. But when I'm out there, um, in two weeks I'm doing um, a, a huge conference for um, a CPA association, and I'm going to educate them on how to be able to better serve their clients in this whole thing called college in the circle of life. 
of how to get through the best way possible to save for college. And so, you know, people are catching on and groups are catching on and saying, gosh, John, we're hearing about these new ideas. What is it? What are these people talking about? So um, it's incredible when you start sharing with people that there is a different way. And it's really not crazy. It's just an absolute just, if you just look at everything that you're doing and saying, is it the best way possible that I could be doing what I'm doing financially. And oddly enough, about 90% of your doing could be redone if a different train of thought were presented to actually better your family. And that's strange for people because most people say, oh, I'm doing pretty good. You know, I'm doing all right. I'm doing good. And, and reality is I ask them simple questions. Okay, can you pay cash for everything for the rest of your life no matter what happens? No, I can what you have to do is to be able to show them that and say, if I could show you by looking at what you're doing currently and put you in a position that you could pay cash for everything, no matter what, from here on out, would that be of interest to you? And who wouldn't say yes? So when you sit down and you show them, it's true that you were spot on when you said their, their look of shock and dismay and bewilderment and actual frustration of, um, this is incredible. Why didn't I know about this? I mean, for the last 20 years, I've been doing everything everybody's been telling me, and I'm not even close to this. Why not? And so that's where I just go through and say, is there a possibility that the people that you've been getting advice from, it might not be in your best interest? That's just the only way that I can surmise why this industry doesn't do things the way that they should be done. That's the only answer I can come to a conclusion of. So that's what we do. And you, you said a, a couple things, you know, that the strategies we actually work with have been around for uh, over 160 years, for one. Number two, sure. it's the presentation and it's putting the, the solution together that you've been so instrumental and creative in putting in a way that people get it, right? And so um, you, your passion and your excitement and your energy and your love for people uh, is so magnetic and I believe that's why you've had the unbelievable success that you've had and getting invited to speak to these different associations and spreading the word and um, recruiting other financial professionals into presenting these solutions to their clients um, the success you're having is is I think uh, a testimony to to your energy and your passion and your love for people finally getting this because you were in the position that you were going to go broke if you had to pay. You had that, that peer pressure from your father-in-law who was saying, hey, I put 10 kids through college. You've got only six, right? Figure it out. And you realized there was no earthly way you could do it. No, that's exactly Using what happened. And the that's- same knowledge that you had, right? Like Einstein said, yeah. you can't solve a problem with the same thinking that created it. So you had but where to go- did I run to for my solution? Conventional financial I, I ran to the financial planner, and their plan for me was to go broke. Save every dollar that you make and, and don't have a home and don't have a car and don't have anything. Take every bit of your income that's net take-home and save it, $5,000 a month. How realistic that is that? That was their solution. I'm like, well, that's ridiculous. Right. That's not realistic. That means right. that you give up living totally and completely. <laughs> Right. And frankly, I think most people are not willing to give up on, you know, on basic what they consider basic necessities. And we're not talking about certainly those there are those 
Americans who spend more than they make or they spend exactly what they're making, right? Um, and For sure. shouldn't be spending on certain things, right, if they don't have the extra income. But we're not talking about that. Um, and the whole college industry, as you know, is also um, off the charts expensive. We are going to go to break right now. But when we get back, John, want to talk about the whole college business right? And the cost of college and what families can expect when they're sending their kids off to college and writing those checks. Living Wealthy Radio. Visit Teresa's team online at livingwealthyradio.com, 1-800-382-0830 now. Call 1-800-382-0830. Welcome back, Austin, to Living Wealthy Radio with Teresa Kuhn. Welcome back, Teresa Kuhn with Living Wealthy Radio. We are talking about college planning with John Dalt. He is with College Planning Professionals, and uh, Living Wealthy Financial is excited to have launched our college planning division this fall. And uh, John, you were very, very instrumental in my um, spending a whole ton of resources and time and energy in putting this division together. Uh, Let's talk about um, the whole business of college. I was just at a university university. couple weeks ago, actually working with um, some financial professionals, sharing what we're doing with these financial professionals. And like you said earlier, when you share with them what you can do um, with these type of solutions for college planning, they're in shock because they just absolutely have no idea. But anyways, we were at this university and I was speaking with my husband outside um, and I was sharing with him the amount of money that university must have spent on the landscaping in this tiny little grotto area that I was in. The landscaping was stunning. It was gorgeous. But, you know, it cost so much money to put it up and so much money to maintain. Um, (laughs) I was thinking, of course, this university is over $60,000 a year um, for for attendance. Uh, They've got to spend so much money upkeeping this place. What are your thoughts? I think this whole college process, the whole system, the cost, I think our system mm-hmm. is so broke that it, there has to be a major overhaul somehow, some way, somewhere. Um, e- even Warren Buffett just um, went on, no, or uh, excuse me, who's the uh, Dallas Mavericks owner? Oh, Mark um, Cuban. <laughs> Mark Cuban. Uh, he came on and he made a, a proclamation that it thinks the federal government should step in and mandate that no student can get over $10,000 per year in student loans, um, which is really kind of bizarre because the average student without a parental co-signature can't get over $27,000 of student loans for a four-year undergraduate degree. So he's actually encouraging people to get 10000 a year, which is 40000 for undergraduate, um, which is really, I think, making the situation worse. The point is that College is anywhere between twenty and seventy thousand dollars per year. The, the insanity of that is so incomprehensible um, that 
somebody could pay $70,000 a year for a college education. It just makes no, no sense to me, uh, considering that, you know, 30 years ago when I went to college, it was $4,000 a year um, and maybe 10000 for a private school. I went to a private school that was, I think, $11,000. So, you know, now, you know, the private schools hover around fifty to 70000 a year, and then the state schools are anywhere between fifteen and 30000 a year. It's just out of control, and it needs to be changed. But one thing I'll add to that. We still have to figure out a way to pay for it. We do. And one thing I'll add to to that, you know, 30 years ago, uh, my husband had student loans when he graduated from school. And the ratio of student loans to his salary when he started, he he was an engineer, uh, got an engineering degree. I believe his student loans were ten thousand, and his first job was thirty thousand. So he made more money, three times more money than the total amount of his student loans. Today, Correct. what is that ratio? It's um, twenty six thousand dollars is the average student loan debt, and the average starting income of a college graduate is twenty seven thousand. It's one to one. It's one to one. It's one to one. It's horrible. And I've got clients, and you've got clients, you know them, uh, that before us, their students, their kids are graduating with student loans of 100, 200, almost $300,000. Now, those are my yeah. lawyers, those are my doctors, but yeah. that's a mortgage. I had a family come in um, a couple of weeks ago and their oldest child is graduating from an art school undergraduate, and proudly they um, announced that their child is only graduating with $131,000 of debt from their undergraduate degree for an art degree, of which the student doesn't want to be a teacher and doesn't want to be a professor, wants to make a living doing art. And the insanity of that um, likelihood of occurring to be able to pay off that debt is insurmountable. The only debts that in a federal bankruptcy that can't be discharged are student loans and parent loans for college. This is a debt that's going to be there forever. This year, student loan debt combined with parent loan debt surpassed credit card debt, a $1.2 trillion of student loan debt. The insanity of that is so crazy that it's just it's hard to even fathom that we've gotten this far out of control so the system needs to change college is a business right and you know Mm -hmm. my son 18 going to college next year we get telemarketers that are representing colleges right trying to get my son Mm -hmm. to their schools and and have us look at their schools it is a business and those who think it's about education and it's about uh, other values and priorities, uh, they've got to wake up. It is a business. I find it, I find it rather ironic that um, in the state of Michigan, we call our state universities nonprofit. Um, and ironically, you, know, you can look at one of the colleges here. 30 years ago, it had an 1,800 student population. Today, it's 24,000. I, I know there's a marketing company um, right down the block from me that they just built a new building um, it's one of the most beautiful four-story buildings. It's 100,000 square feet, and they are an advertising agency, and they advertise only for this school. And I know that their budget that they get per year is $2 million to market to bring in new students. It's a business. How crazy is that? It's very crazy. 
Um, and so because the universities and the colleges know it's a business, right, the yep. parents also have to treat this as objectively as the colleges and universities do. Definitely. My, my job, I, I think, honestly, my job is protecting parents from themselves. Um, one, categorically, parents that have kids going to college, um, this is supposed to be humorous, but we're insane. Meaning that us agreeing to tackle paying for college, we're crazy. I mean, I have six kids. That should cost me about $600,000. I mean, but because I know what I know, I'm not going to pay even remotely close to that. But the average parent doesn't, and they would, and they will, and they'll sabotage themselves. You know, I have parents coming in, they'll start bawling, and they'll tell me that, you know, they have no plans for retirement because they're going to be paying off their student loans for their kids until they're in their 80s. And it's just looking at them going, and, and, I, and I tell them, I said, you're insane. Why are you doing this? Well, because my kids have to go. And I'm like, well, they don't have to go and go broke doing it. There's ways that you can do it. And, and so that's really, you know, the starting point. Parents, college is a business. And if you don't treat it like a business, you're going to get taken for a ride. Absolutely. So you need to learn how to treat this like a business, learn how to negotiate, learn how to go through here. And I tell parents all the time, um, you need to hire a college planning professional, a college funding expert, a college expert. And I'll explain why. And I'll give two logical examples. One, the average home in America is about $200,000, and people pay 6% commission. That's twelve grand. When they know for sure that they can do this on their own. I sold five homes by myself paid $500 to get the paperwork drawn up, but the title company did everything. So I saved an awful lot of money. But I went through, and I wanted to make sure I did it the right way. So I hired somebody to do it. So when people do things, I always crack up, and I'm like going, you're an attorney. Um, I have a, a lawsuit, and it's a $10,000 lawsuit, but I don't want to pay the 10000 So I pay an attorney, or I have a $30,000 um, lawsuit, and I pay an attorney 2500 bucks to make sure that I, I could possibly end up not paying for it. But here's the ludicrous part. Parents will sit there and just accept this $300,000 bill for three kids and not even think that there's a potential way to get out of this thing. You know, I have a fee that the clients pay me, but I have a return on the investment of guaranteeing that I make sure that they will pay the least amount that they can. The kids will go to the best school. They have a plan to pay for it without going broke or changing their lifestyle and I guarantee them that they'll hit their retirement number if they do my plan. And so when I go through here, parents, you need help. You need expertise. And, and that's really a truism. And I'm not pushing what I do. I'm pushing what the parents are facing, and they don't know it, and they don't know what to do. And they hit the panic button, and they turn insane when they get to the college process. And they'll do anything for their kids because the peer pressure, what you were talking about earlier, it's so phenomenally huge with kids today. You know, they want to go to XYZ University, and it's $30,000 a year. Well, the parents know they can't afford more than 8000 a year, but they don't care. They don't want their kids to go on Twitter or Instagram and say, my parents can't afford it. The parents don't want to get embarrassed. They don't want to embarrass their kids. So what do they do? They'll sabotage their own life. They'll sabotage their finances because they go out and seek advice, and the advice was never given to them build a plan to pay for it. College is a business. It's a racket out there, and parents are going broke in this process. They're burying their kids in debt in this process. And Mike Rowe from Dirty Jobs is the first person I've them. seen besides um, you and me, Teresa, or you and I, 
um, to go out there and tell parents, wake up. You need to start doing this thing a little differently. You need to start building plans to pay for college. And some kids, guess what? They just don't need to go to college. You know, maybe they should go to a trade school. Maybe they should go to beauty school. Or maybe they um, should go to the military. But my point is, parents panic when they get to this process because they're scared to death about the finances. They're scared to death about not being able to get their kids to a really good college. They're really scared to death because parents have this strange misconception that if they send their kids to college, they have this weird idea that their kids are guaranteed a really high-paying job when they get out, when in fact, it's only relative to the degree that they get and the intelligence that they have in relationship to it. So college is not a guarantee for kids to have a lap of luxury lifestyle. It's just a guarantee that they'll have a better opportunity and a quicker advancement opportunity than if they didn't have it. And so therein lies the whole correlated problem that the parents don't know it's a business, colleges bank on that you don't know it's a business, and the people that are out there giving advice are banking that you don't have a clue that you're doing it wrong, and they, don't, they want to make sure you don't spend the money that they are holding for you. So this whole thing is just a crazy racket, and I'm trying to educate families to say, look, you need to wake up and understand that this thing could wipe you out financially. You could bury your kids in debt and ruin their life because, again, the ratio of a $26,000 um, debt related to a $27,000 income, and I don't care if you're an engineer coming out making 45000 a year. You're going to have $26,000 of debt. Well, there goes half your paycheck to pay the student loans. So what should parents do? They need to seek the guidance of a professional. That's the logical thing to do. That's the prudent financial thing to do. You need to treat this like a business. You need to treat it like a, a profession, that you are in this thing for serious money, you're talking three hundred grand. There's no way most people would sell a three hundred thousand dollars house without hiring a realtor and paying that person eighteen grand when you can go out and hire a college planner for a, a fraction of that cost. And that money would be well served to put you in a position to get your students to the best school, help them with the applications, help them with the whole process, help you build a plan to pay for it, pay the least amount and get your kids into a great school. And, and so, part of those services do, does include uh, matching the students with the right college. How many kids lose credits because they go from college to college? Um, the absolutely. average, and, and people don't realize this unless they've had kids in college, the average student does not graduate in four years. And a lot of the budgets that uh, parents have in their mind about how much college is going to cost is based on four years. It's not based on five or six years. In fact, the College Board book doesn't publish graduation rates for less than six years for just that reason. Absolutely. Because the number is so low. The number of kids that graduate before six years really is not high at all. Scary. So part of the services is the student counseling, matching the, the students with the right schools, um, the financial aid, preparing the financial aid packet. You know, many of our clients think, well, I don't qualify for aid because I make too much money. Why don't you speak on that real quick? Well, and that is, again, a part of the guise that people are out there giving advice. Oh, come on, Mr. and Mrs. Klein, you make $180,000 a year. You're not going to get any financial aid. But what people don't understand, they don't understand what financial aid is, is period. Financial aid can be scholarships which is based off of your child's merit, their grades, their SAT scores, ACT scores, grants, which are based off of your family's need. Um, there's work study, 
which is a job that the federal government subsidizes. And then there are loans, federal loans and private loans. So when people say they don't qualify, I, I find that kind of disconcerting because they aren't really being given the full truism about what is going to happen. I don't care if you make $200,000 a year. If you go to the right school, you could have a combination of scholarship money and grant money that would offset the difference between that private school and the state school that might make it exactly the same as out-of-pocket for each of the two. My point is this when I talk to my clients. If you could send your kid to any one of the 7,000 schools in the country for roughly the exact same amount out-of-pocket to you, would there be a benefit to you? And the parents, well, yeah, of course. And I say, well, do you know what the number one fear or concern or worry is that kids have about choosing a college? They're scared to death that if they go, it's going to make their parents go broke. It's going to hurt them financially. And I know parents all the time say, well, my kids don't think about that. And I interview all the kids that come through, and I've never found a kid that that was not their number one concern. But it's true. And then they, they panic. Kids panic about, you know, what school should I go to? There's 7,000 schools to choose from. You know, I want to graduate in four years. I just don't know if I'm making the right choice. And then the third thing that they panic about is parents and friends and everybody keeps asking these kids, what are you going to major in? What are you going to do? And the kids are freaking out because they're, they're 17 years old, 18 years old. You know, they're juniors or seniors in high school. They're not supposed to know what they want to do for the rest of their lives. Very, very few people that go to college know what they want to do. But if you go to the right school, it'll help you discover what you should do. And during that period, that's where you have that enlightenment of, oh, my gosh, you know, kids on average only know about three careers. There's a million ways to make a living. They don't know what they're going to college for because they don't even know what jobs do. They don't even know what their interests are. So part of what we do with our counseling services is to match up what they like to do. You know, it could be math, it could be science, it could be um, politics or whatever it may be. And then you match up a school that would help foster that love to turn it into a major and turn it into a career. So there's a lot into this process. What we're really trying to do is a four-pronged approach. Get the kids to the best school for them, not the best one for mom and dad, not the best one for their friends, but the best one for them. And get them, whatever school they go to, to have to be able to pay the least amount, have a way to figure out how to get the most financial aid. And then three, we build a plan to pay for it without going broke or changing a lifestyle. The reason 39% of all kids quit college after their sophomore year is because the parents went broke. They didn't have enough money. So we want to make sure that that doesn't happen. And a lot of um, advisors out there or people on TV tell people that, you know, gosh, if you're going to go put your kids through college, you need to get rid of your cell phone. You need to cancel your cable. No more going out to dinner. Um, sell your new cars. Everything. And, and people are going through and say, oh, okay, I guess that's what we should do. And about two years into it, they hate it. And that's not what they were. They didn't want to sacrifice their life. And the final phase of the four-pronged approach is, Make sure you have a guaranteed amount that you can attain for retirement, and that's what we do. So, you know, if you put this thing into perspective, it's not as daunting and scary if you're working with somebody that gets it. So, the services include the student counseling, student assessment, it includes college funding strategies, it includes that whole financial aid, 
uh, data gathering and processing, even if someone is supposedly making too much money, that's still a very, very important process that they need to participate in. Um, Mm -hmm. There are a bunch of other services, but at the end of the day, I mean, I think you, you say it so beautifully, it's paying, helping you pay for college without going broke and still having money for uh, paying life's expenses and uh, paying for retirement. Absolutely. John, unfortunately, we are out of time, but we are going to have you back. There are uh, so many more conversations that we can have and so many other topics that, you know, time, time to not permit today. But, again, heartfelt appreciation for who you are and what you're doing uh, to change people's lives and, um, and, and changing the legacy um, for more, so many people. Because imagine how the direction of people's lives change when they can send their kids to college, when kids can go to the college that um, suits them without going broke. Uh, it, it's just it's, it's a great thing. Well, I thank you very much for having me on. I, I love helping families, and I love it when um, the true cocoons of the world take on this endeavor to go out and educate families on all of life's financial struggles and then how to do it the right way. So thank you for doing what you do. My pleasure. And uh, we will post a copy of this broadcast on livingwealthyradio.com. And uh, enjoy your Sunday. Thanks so much. been listening to Living Wealthy Radio on Talk 1370 and streaming live at Talk1370.com. I'm Teresa Kuhn, and I hope you'll join me again next week as I show you ways to live wealthier. Resources are available for you on our website at livingwealthyradio.com. This presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. What if there was a place where your hard-earned cash could grow safely and sanely without being pilfered by bankers, Wall Street, tax collectors, or other persons of dubious character? A place where you could say no to the motion sickness-inducing ups and downs of the stock market. Where you didn't have to grovel on your hands and knees every time you wanted to borrow money from some tight-fisted banker who collects all your private data and then turns you down. Such a world sounds too good to be true, doesn't it? Well, it isn't. All you need to do is call toll-free right now and ask for your Living Wealthy Financial Information Packet. It costs nothing and it will tell you exactly what you need to do to chart a more prosperous financial course and take back what belongs to you. So, do it. Call right now. 1-800-382-0830 That's 1-800-382-0830 Or, visit our website at www.livingwealthyfinancial.com You'll be glad you did. If you're a business owner who wants to sell your successful company, then you need to pay careful attention to what I'm about to tell you. Selling a business in today's crazy-making economy is not for the faint of heart. 
A successful sale requires courage, resolve, and a big pair of um, free selling tools. Get your free risk analysis tool and special report today from the only company that can help you sell your business in 49 days or less and pay zero taxes. Go to www.deltabusinessservices.com forward slash exit coach to download yours today. That's www.deltabusinessservices.com or call us at 210-369-4161. Tell them the guy with the sexy voice sent you. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.